Greet you in Jesus' name this morning. With the turn of events in my life the last ten days, uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking, as you can probably guess. And uh, one of my concerns is that in the turn of events that I have experienced and not knowing necessarily what the future holds, uh, one of my biggest fears is that I would be distracted by health issues. Um, there are things that are important in life and there are things that are more important in life. And it's easy to get distracted. And I was thinking about this, you know, it's like you'd, uh, it's possible to get distracted by negative health issues, but then uh, the Bible says it's also get, you can get distracted by having good health. You can say, I'm, you know, I'm good to go, I'm going to go to this city and that city, I'm going to make money, I'm going to do this and that, and, and the Bible says you better watch it, because uh, the Lord will, you can do this or that. So, you know, you say, well, you know, am I going to die? Well, yeah, everybody is. Uh, when am I going to die? I don't know, and you don't know either. Uh, how am I going to die? Well, God knows all that. And uh, so th- those are self-evident things that we all know. We don't really think about that much sometimes, but it's 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 a matter of fact in life. And, and uh, about time you think, you, you look at a couple, and you think one's going to outlive the other. Well, it turns around to the one that thought, you know, it's like, it's like, when you get married, you know, you, uh, somewhere along the way, unless the Lord returns, you're going to be a widower or a widower, and, and so that's just a fact of life, you know, that's, that's how, that's how it is, and, and so, uh, those, those things are important things, but that's not the most important. The mo- most important thing is how you live. That, that's the most important because that's going to determine how you die when and how and all that, that that's incidental in relation to uh, how you live and, and preparation for that event whenever that is, however that is whatever God has decided for you and however he decided for me you know, and, and so I just think about that and Turn me in your Bibles to Matthew 25 and uh, take a look at a few things that this morning that uh, God has invested in into us and it's like wh- what are we doing with what God, what God has invested in, in us and um, um, Matthew 25 verse 14. And I'm just going to use, uh, I'm going to read the end of the chapter here, uh, just kind of get a setting for how my thoughts are going. For kingdom of heaven is a man, as is, pardon me, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Get that. 
he delivered something to them. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made another five talents. And likewise he that received two, he gained another two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Another important verse here. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that received five talents came and brought five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest and be five talents, be though I have gained beside them five talents more. The Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been a faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not strolled. And I was afraid. And I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strolled. There I was therefore to put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I would have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents, for every one that hath shall be given, he shall be and shall have abundance. But he that from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath, and cast ye the unprofitable servant to outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate the one from another, as a sheep divide his shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked and ye clothed me, I was sick, ye visited me, I was in prison, ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto him, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed and everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, ye visited me not. And shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered, or thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then he answered them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away unto everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. So we've got a scene here before us, a very sobering scene. However, for the Christian, a very uh, encouraging scene. Um, uh, so in this parable Jesus told, he says that this the kingdom of heaven, that's you and I are part of the kingdom of heaven, and 
is like a man going to a far country and he delivered to his servants his goods. So the question that came to my mind is what are the goods? That we're part of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus has ascended into heaven. He's gone. He delivered some goods to us. What are the goods? It says he's going to come back and he's going to reckon. So he's given us goods. And someday we're going to have to, you know, he's going to say, what did you do with the goods? What am I going to say? Just think. You have given, you have been given so much. Now, for me personally, I have to make a choice with this news that I got. Alright? I have to make a choice. I'm going to focus on, I can focus on that and I can make that in my entire life. I, I, I can. I can it can just destroy destroy a person, or I can look around and say, God has really given me a lot. I was at Walmart, and I was uh, was actually between the two blood tests I had. Anyhow, it's like I. I was kind of pretty seriously concerned about how it's all going to turn out. But anyhow, um, and this guy was the, the, the cart guy was he was pushing the carts, you know, and he's, he hit him in the corral and he was pushing them together because they're all stretched out. He his kind of back toward me, and and he's pushing the carts, and I brought my cart and he just kind of stopped a little bit and I punched mine in and and, and I said he said thanks a lot. And I said. Uh, have a good day. Without looking at me, without pausing his work, he said, every day is a good day. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, every day is a good day. We believe that, don't, don't we? Sure we do. Sometimes we're more, a little more uh, aware of that than other. But every day is a good day. If if God's in it and and we're serving the Lord, every day is a good day. <clears throat> so what do I have? Psalm 116, verse 12 says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of his people. So what's God, uh, what, what am I going to give back? What, what, what shall I render unto God for all the good things he gives me? 
What is God getting on his, uh, uh, what kind of return is God getting on his investment in my life and your life? What's he getting back? Now he's expecting something back. The scene's not pretty. If we only hand him back what he gave us without some kind of increase. That scene is not pretty in these, in, in, in this story. It is not pretty. Well, number one, I have life. Uh, uh, Jerry Gerber, which has passed on to his reward, uh, had cancer in the last, I don't know, three, four, maybe it's longer than that. Short in relation to the whole time was in a wheelchair and he I was with Mandy and Ryan, Ryan Mandy's store and, and he stopped in they stopped in and so I says Jerry how you doing he says he smiled at me and he said I'm uh, I'm I'm staying above ground he said life right he was appreciating every every day that he had and he that that's uh Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Every single day. So we're created for the pleasure of God. We're, we're created to do something. And A.W. Tozer says, Our job here is, is to work to take something of the earth out of the hearts of men, and to point them to a kingdom that will abide after the heavens and the earth are no more. That's our job. Take the earth out of people and put heaven in. Pretty simple, isn't it? So what, what opportunities did God give me this week? What opportunities did God give you this week to take a little bit of earth out of somebody and put a little bit of heaven in? Because that's what we're here for. So I value life in general. Yeah, news like I got it certainly does. Um, yeah, when I come home, it's just super nice to see my wife again, and and uh, welcome I get at home. It's it's, a little, it's more meaningful. Yeah, it's like and you know when I walk in the kitchen, um, I won't tell you what else happened in the kitchen because that's none of your business. All right. Alright, just, just say that, yeah. Do I live life to the max? Do I live life is God getting something from me? What did God benefit from my life this week. Number two, 
This this list is not exhaustive at all. I mean, it's just to start. It's just kind of a springboard for you to just, just think about. Second one is uh, what uh, the Christian heritage that I had. The Bible clearly teaches in here that there is accountability according to privilege. The more you get, the more you're responsible for. So, I say that with the Christian influence that you and I have had in our lives up to this point, puts us in a greater capacity to experience success than a lot of people have. Just stop and think what all has been invested in your life so far by God through others. Just, Just think about it. I saw Sunday school teachers walking out of here this morning. That's just one thing. We have, we have Christian day school teachers. We have we have Christians around us. We have pastors and teachers and all kinds of people that have invested incredible amounts of time into our individual lives. And we we take that for granted way too much. At least I do. I mean, I have these little books that I have in my bookcase and I, I can't recall the names, but it would have been in primary and pri- at least I don't know if we had preschool, but we had primary Sunday school class. And I pulled these little books out, and they were stories, and they had black and white pictures and about all the naughty things children did and how they should have been better and all this stuff. And in the front, it'll say from your primary Sunday school teacher, da 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 da, or whatever. And yeah, I I take that for granted until I pull that book out and I say, you know, it's like somebody was pouring their life into a boy that may or may not have behaved in Sunday school. I don't know. I guess you have to ask them how it was. Do I use that to its full potential? I look look around sometimes and I see people that have had incredible opportunities laid into their open hand and they value them as zero. 
and they turn their back on it and they walk away from that they walk away from God they walk away from am I careful am I careless our gifts and abilities When in history, previous to the hundred last hundred and I know maybe hundred when they make airplane, anybody know when they started making airplane? Oh, somebody here should know when they make airplane. Hey, uh, nineteen uh, Kitty Hawk was that nineteen twelve teens somewhere in there? Okay, but they didn't go to Europe in that thing. You know, but uh, how many generations has it been since you had able to lay the cash on the counter and fly anywhere in the world you want in ministry for God? Our opportunities are endless there's endless opportunities to use your gifts your talents your abilities anywhere in the world maybe there have been oh I don't even, I don't even want to go there it's like I gotta say, maybe there was a time where people say, "Well, what can I do for God?" And it was justified. Uh, I don't even think that's the case, but I'm certain. I'm telling you what. Right now, we don't. All, all you gotta do is choose. All you gotta do is is say yes. All you gotta do is make your default answer yes, and it, it's unbelievable. I'm encouraged to watch. People in our congregation carve out a whole week and just go somewhere and use their abilities and talents for God. Just just go. Maybe a month, maybe a couple of weeks, whatever. And this lady in, in, a, in our Sunday school lesson, it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut there because I'm going to preach about this, but that, that, that is incredible. Jesus said... In our terms today, lay off of her. Let her alone. And then he made a statement that I find an incredible statement. We talked about it briefly in Sunday school. This thing of she did what she could. In my mind, the intersection of the power of God coming down to that woman's life with the limitations of her her humanity crossing. Alright? You know, and I know, we can't do everything. Alright? You know, and I know, we can't do everything right. You know, and I know, that there's more to be done than we can ever get done. But Jesus says, leave her alone. The power of God meeting her personal limitations as a human being has my approval. 
I proposed to you this morning, I think I maybe I said this over his pulpit before. I'll tell you what, if God can say of your life and my life, he or she did what she could, that's all you need. That's all I need. Put in a Christian perspective. How much more could God say? But we need to be looking for opportunities to serve. It was no mistake, it was no accident that this lady had the box of ointment and it was no accident that it was Jesus that she poured it on. She was looking for a way and God gave her a way to do it. Can God use me to bring the healing touch, a healing touch, into the life of somebody next week? And, and I, uh, the comment, I think, Dwight's like, Jesus didn't get a whole lot of affirmation. I mean, he, he got more criticism than you and I, uh, you know, it's like probably ever faced. And from the people that should have respected him and cared about him and whatever. And, uh, but he offered the healing touch. He used his gifts and abilities. She did use her gifts and abilities for the affirmation of Jesus Christ. Number four, easy access to God's word. So what's it take to get a Bible? A couple of bucks, right? You can get a pew Bible for, I don't know, three and a half bucks or something, whatever. So you just want one, you get one. So was that all involved? That Was that all that was involved? So if this was in your hands and you spent two years, three years translating it, would it make a difference? Oh yeah. Now remember, it, it, the English Bible didn't show up just one day somebody picked one. Oh, there's an English Bible. It must have fell out of heaven or something. No, it didn't do that way. It is a tremendous blessing to have that in their hands. Didn't come by accident. Somebody put some serious, 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 serious time in making that available for my use today. So am I using it? God gave it to us. That's part of the goods. Am I using it? Am I investing it into the lives of my children?
Am I a healthy adult Christian eating it, taking it in, or oh, do I expect the preacher to spoon-feed me and give me the water of life in a sippy cup? Have I sat down said, i got this question that I need answered, and I'm going to study till I find it. I'm going to study till I get an answer. On my own, with nobody else's help. Number five, the example of Christ in sacrificial giving. So, God gave and is expecting sacrificial return. Christ poured out his life for a pattern that we can follow. Am I pouring out my life as a pattern for somebody else to follow? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What would it be if instead of I following Christ's example, Christ followed my example? What would it look like? In my giving, of what he has entrusted me, giving of my life for others so what would it be if Christ followed my example bringing that a little closer home what would it be what will it be like when my children follow my example what what's the picture going to be like what what's what do we will happen here so we have a treasure trove of example from Jesus Christ and so then who am I going to give it to next week number six material wealth now turn with me in your Bible to First Chronicles twenty one twenty six, and this this to me is an amazing passage of scripture. Uh, this this man Ornan. First Chronicles twenty one, and I'm going to start at verse eighteen. The setting here is when David numbered the people, and God was displeased, and and. Uh, so David wanted a place to to sacrifice and repent and for what he did wrong and just kind of breaking in at verse 18. Then the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in a threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord. And Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his 
four sons with him hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat. And as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar therein unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it me for the full price, that the plague may be stayed from the people. Now get verse 23. What was Ornan's response? And Ornan said unto David, Take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen also for the burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for the wood. And the wheat for the media offering. I give it all. King David said unto Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price. For I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor burnt, offer burnt offerings without cost. The perspectives of these two people is amazing. David said, I want to buy your threshing floor. Oh, and he said, just take it. Just take it. It's all yours. He said, you can have the oxen for the for the sacrifice. You can have the instruments for the wood. It's all here. You're good to go. Just take it. Ornan saw that his threshing floor was needed for God's use. He didn't start beggaring around on the price. He said, just take it. It's all yours. And then David turns around and he says, no, no, no. That's not the way it's going to be because that would be wrong. It would be wrong for me to sacrifice something that costs me nothing. I won't do that. So David gave to Ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the name of the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offerings. You know, I just read this right now. I got a new thought. This is a Mark Mount Carmel deal, huh? I never noticed that. Is that what it meant? David set everything up, and all at once there's this big old flash of fire from heaven come down and lit the whole thing right up. Amazing what can happen when there's one person unselfish and the other person says, No, no, no. I expect that when I serve God, it's going to cost me something, I'm not going to go there for a free ride to glory. And, and God blessed it with fire. Down it came. I, did I get my leftovers? Or do I give it all? Now, I wouldn't invest in a business venture 
that I didn't expect to get any return on. I, I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't go out and, and buy a failing business, would you? I mean, it's like... No. Would the possibility exist... Now, now, you can just think about this, and I'm not here to argue with you and everything else, all right? Because the, the, the ramification, the implication of this can get pretty sticky, all right? But I, I'm just going to give you a thought here. Would it be possible that God invests in people that he knows he's going to get a good return on? Is that possibility? When it comes to material wealth. Sometimes we think, well, well, maybe God gives wealth to people that he knows can handle it. You know, maybe I, he knows I can't handle it, so he doesn't give me a whole lot. It's like, he can't handle it, whatever. Uh, what the possi greater possibility is that he give it to him because he knows he's going to get the most of it back in his kingdom work. I don't know, just think about that. Just think about it. Number seven, God's love and forgiveness. God invested the blood of Jesus Christ into our lives for our forgiveness. That's what he has given to us. And he's coming back. And one of the questions you're going to ask is, what do you do with Jesus? What's God getting in return for the sacrifice of his son? When people hated him and people, well, he went and crucified him. But he offered love and forgiveness. No strings attached. If you do this, I'll forgive you for that. No, no, no. There was no bickering around. Unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness. So can I pass that along? Can I pass unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness? Or do I battle with resentment and ill will and that with that special person that God has put in my life? The out of the ordinary person. Can I honestly say that, well, because of the depth of my hurt, I can justify the lack of my forgiveness. At fresh start, they'd call that stinking thinking. That's what they call it, fresh start. They call it stinking thinking. 
Can I justify that? When God has invested all that into my life. So when God comes back and then he asks his servants to give account, will I present him with multiple, multiplied goods? Will he be able to say to me, will he be able to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Thou hast been faithful. Oh, I got that messed up. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Will he be pleased with the return on what he has invested into my life and yours?